Hello, and welcome to Talk Social to Me. I am your host, Mackenzie, and today I am joined once again by Ben, and we are talking all things Instagram's latest updates. And you know what, guys? I think we might actually like them for once. I know, I know, I'm shocked too. We also talk about TikTok, some of the new rules and regulations and laws around social media, which we find really, really interesting and pretty sure that you will too. So instead of me just rambling on in this intro, let's just, you know, listen to it. Can I call myself a guru? Is that okay? You absolutely can. Perfect. Thank you so much for that. Um, I am also joined by lovely Ben. Hello, this is lovely Ben. Great to to speak to all of you again. (laughs) That's going to be your title from now on. It's just lovely Ben. Hey, I'll take it. There's a lot worse. So I'll take that. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure there is. So we decided to just do this weekly now instead of bi-weekly because there's always stuff to talk about when it comes to social media. Absolutely. Yes. This is ever-changing space and we want to be your destination for <laughs> keeping you informed and just the, the best chats in the game when it comes to social. Um, So we started a little note section. And so Ben was very kind and did a shared notes with us this week. And when I looked at it this morning, I was like, holy cow, there's been so much social media happening. And just in the past, like three, four days, I think the biggest one that and we've talked about this on the newsletter last week is just Instagram rolling out just constant updates on their platform. And the biggest one this past week was Instagram Reels. So they've got, what, 90-second reels. They have reels templates. They have, like, different things for the audio for reels and just a bunch of different stuff. Yeah, so many things changing. Like, you can now, I believe, you can make your own sound a lot easier from a video that you've created or bring it in. And then, yeah, you can do 90-second reels, which I think is a no-brainer. And then also, this is not reels related, but you can now pin a uh, a post on your profile too, which, which I think is awesome. And obviously, TikTok's had that for a long time, and that's kind of the way things are going now. It's like if TikTok has a feature, it's coming to Instagram. It's just a matter of when. <laughs> they have to have that feature, right? I mean, we keep talking about this every single week, but right now, it's almost feeling like Instagram is like a step behind at all times. And I think the only time that they've actually ever been ahead of the curb was when they did the Instagram Reels template because that's still not available on TikTok right now. Yeah, no, that's anything that can make creation easier is going to be awesome, right? I have used the Instagram Reels template like for myself, just on my own little baby account, just for my friends and stuff. And I had a Reel that actually went like at 10,000 views, which is pretty good for me. That's sweet. But I was like, holy cow, this, like, I did it so quickly. It only took me, I just, all I had to do is find like a template that I liked. It had the sound that I liked and it was like a trending sound and it took me maybe five seconds to do. That's unreal. So for anyone listening to this, can you explain what these templates are? Yeah. So on an Instagram template, basically when you go to your reels tab, you can scroll through and there'll be a little icon in like the left-hand corner that says use template. And basically any creators on Instagram can create these templates that you can put your own media into. And it also like, sometimes it matches up with the sound. Sometimes it just looks really cool how they clip it together. And I have saved a couple of them just in my draft section of things that I really like because I do little, (laughs) I do monthly roundups on my (laughs) own Instagram where I'm like, hey, this is what I did for the month for the people, the five people that follow me. And I'm, I'm one of those five. So. <laughs> I'm a happy so follower. It, there we go. 
So it's just really, it's nice. It's easy to use. Creators have been getting a lot of um, engagement and interaction with their reels now because of these templates and people saving them and things like that. It's great. No, I think that's such a smart idea because there's been so many things that even I've come across as someone who's well-versed in social and I'll, I'll just see the trend and I'll think about how long it would have taken me to do that in an external editor or even within say TikTok or, yeah, or yeah, Reels. Yeah. And I'm just like, I'm not doing that. I'm like, that's just too much effort. <laughs> Whereas now this like creates, this reduces so much friction when it comes to creating. And so I'm sure anybody listening to this, you've seen some like very well cut videos that are awesome to a sound. So like when the beat drops, there's a new clip and it just makes it really, really visually stimulating. This basically makes it super easy to do that because a creator can do that once, then build out a template that you just have to then put in the media you want in it and then line it up. So super, super smart idea. This is actually one, I think this is a home run for Instagram. Absolutely. Well, and even it kind of cuts down on those reels that you see that were going around for so long where it's like, do you want to make a reel that looks exactly like this? Make sure your video is exactly four seconds and then you clip it at a second for each photo. And it's just really time consuming for a lot of people who just want to post their stuff and make like fun videos. Yeah. And this template really just cuts a lot of time down and especially time down for content creators, but also social media managers, social media agencies that just need to quickly make content for clients. No, hundred percent. No, I think it makes a ton of sense. And that's probably the, the update that I am the most excited for because yeah. I'll probably use it. And I'm sure TikTok is going to be one of those. Well, this will be the thing that TikTok actually steals from Instagram. What a, what a change of pace. <laughs> Here we go, Instagram. Back in the game. Yeah. Finally getting there. One day they knew it was going to happen and this is it. This Just those Instagram templates. I love that. I love that. And on Instagram too, I don't know if we've already addressed this on the pod in the past, but one thing that I saw, I think it was like a week or two ago, might've been a little bit longer, but a lot of people were talking about how in certain states they're blocking the use of face filters. Yeah. So I think it started, it was a different country that started it. I think really? Norway maybe, and where they were actually fining creators from using filters because they said it was harming the mental health of their younger audiences that were following them and actually causing people to get surgery because there was all these filters and people weren't actually being honest with using filters. That's crazy. And so now it seems like there's how many states, five or six states that are actually banning it, putting a ban on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so somebody, I saw a creator show through their Instagram app and they couldn't even access any face filters. Like they were just wiped off of the platform for them, which is really, really crazy. But I, I, I do get why, like they alter your face so much and it's to like yes, an unrealistic standard. And it's, it's almost like a, like a game of catch up all the time. Like people are constantly trying to keep up this like look. Cause once you start using the filters, if you use it all the time, you forget what you look like. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's so it's crazy. So I'm actually like, I don't hate that as much as a lot of people might be frustrated by it. I think that there is a better way to handle it though, because I think yeah. if it augments it from just like a pure like vanity perspective, then there's no, I don't think there's a need for that. But if it's like funny filters, what's wrong with that? Like, like what's wrong with throwing right. like a clown nose on you or something like that? Like who's that hurting? Like, I think there's a fine line. Yeah. I don't think there's an issue with doing funny filters. I mean, Snapchat was basically the starter of all these filters in the beginning with like, like their geez. dog ears and all that kind of stuff. But I do think that maybe it could have been implemented in a different way. Maybe mm -hmm. you have to, like I know on TikTok, and I mean, they have it on Instagram where you can see that somebody's using a filter, yes. but you also don't know what that filter is exactly changing. So maybe being more transparent about like what, what the exact things that the uh, filter is changing maybe. But I actually followed this influencer who was just like, 
When you are watching people on Instagram stories, click the filter and see how much it actually changes your face. Do it for yourself. That's smart. And once I started doing that, I was like, holy shit, I (laughs) am completely like my nose is smaller. My cheeks are like more sunken in and I don't have a double chin. My like forehead smaller. It's just like, what is happening? This is so much. Okay. That's a a stretch, but uh, no, I definitely know. I definitely know what you're saying. Uh, Like, yeah, you'll put one on. You're like, what? What is this? And I also, one thing I find crazy is that it impacts people's faces so much so that with, with everyone having a unique face, some people look like great with a filter, and then some people with this very same filter look awful. Like I'll throw on some of the filters, and I'm like, oh, who is this ogre? And then other people <laughs> look so good with it. I'm like, it's just me. But yeah, no, it's definitely a, a strange thing. And I do think that, like, I, I, I think back to when I was in high school, and if it, when Instagram was wasn't really a big thing until I was graduating. But if that was there through all of high school and you're playing that game of trying to be the, the it kid or, or like fit in and then the yeah. cool people start using those filters, like that's a dangerous game to, to play, especially with people's self-esteem and whatnot. So, Well, and there's that whole thing going around recently where, <laughs> and I know it's on TikTok, where it's just like what I looks like at 16 versus what 16-year-olds <laughs> now look like. And those it's are like, so oh, good. Those are <laughs> so God. good. Or the ones where the girls are like dancing and they're like, this girl dancing at 16 versus me dancing in my like living room recording. Myself. We should, we should get the team at Flick at everyone to have to send in a pic of them at 16 versus oh. now. That'd be so funny for me. I, I looked, I had Justin Bieber hair, like every other <laughs> white guy my age. And, uh, I, I drove a electronic Vespa to school. It was pretty, it was a look for sure. I'm sorry, a Vespa? So it's not, it wasn't a true Vespa, but I called it a Vespa to make it sound cooler. It was like an electric <laughs> e-scooter. And so it was really like I hacked the system because I didn't, I, didn't I didn't have a driver's license, but you don't need one to drive this. So I think I was like 15 or 16. And so my dad got me this, this e-scooter. It's what the real name is, That's but Vespa's so way cooler. And, and then like I couldn't get pulled over. I actually, I got pulled over all the time, but they'd ask for a license. And I had the laws in the back because I was like, I don't yeah. need a license, sir. <laughs> and oh, then they're like, but you need to be 16. <laughs> and I was like, well, if I don't have a license, how do I prove that I'm 16? And they're like, oh, good point. Have a nice day. So You cheated the system. You nailed it. I hacked it. And then even like I, I would ride it so often that people would get uh, frustrated by it. Like they, they'd say like, oh, like what are you doing? All that stuff. And then so I, used to, I started carrying around the laws just for pedestrians. Because like they'd be, they'd be like, you're not allowed to ride it here. And I'm like, well, I am. Well, yeah. I am. Here yeah. it is. Here's my proof. Yes. So that, that trend so funny. I, I'm a big fan of. I, I think yeah. that that's, that's awesome. I was emo. So I had like the wispy emo, yes. black hair. Yes. Like, did you do any of those? Black edits? eyeliner. Like, did you do any of those like, oh, Pinterest I'm sure I did. Or not the, I was all Tumblr. over Tumblr. Yes. Yeah. I, I was all over Tumblr. Don't you worry. <laughs> oh, you probably slayed Tumblr back in the day. I did. I did. I was a huge Arctic Monkeys fan. I had oh. all the Arctic Monkeys gear. I was, I was in it. That's amazing. Wrote all my deep, dark poetry on Tumblr. I hope, does this page still exist? <laughs> Can we oh, still okay. access it? Honestly, this? I have no idea. I should probably look that up because okay. I need to delete that. No, no, no. We need to share that with everyone, <laughs> especially all of your, your loyal newsletter readers. They need to see who oh, you boy. really are. How I how started from the bottom. Now we're here. Now we're here. That's amazing. No, no, that, that, that's awesome. But yeah, that's, that's, that's. Somehow we got here <laughs> from, <laughs> from filters to this. <laughs> now we're here. Now we're, but another one that actually that TikTok I think got right that is a huge one and it's very face related. So this perfect segue is uh, they launched the ability to use digital avatars. So much like on your iPhone, how you can oh. make your own little, what are they called? Like 
what do they call that? Like what you make like the memojis. Yes, that's it. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. Then you know your stuff. So you you can now (laughs) use that as for your videos on TikTok, which I think is massive because so many people are really against using their face. But if if they're but if they don't have some sort of visual element, it's just so not personal. So now this is a way to kind of like do both, right? And plus, if they could, the same person could use different emojis or whatever and have like different accounts even because they're different or different characters, which I think is really really cool. Oh, that's a good idea. So is it kind of like how when you're FaceTiming somebody, you can kind of change what your face, like you can just change it to the avatar? Exactly. Yeah. So you can do that and then you can have it going while you're filming the video on TikTok. I wonder if there will be kind of like a disconnect because there is, so I don't know if you've ever seen the show. There's a show called Years and Years. It's similar to Black Mirror, but basically it's like five years in the future and then it goes another like couple years in the future. And in it, one of the girls she wants to become um, transhuman. And so she wants to become digital space. She just wants to be in the cloud. So like the first step to that is her putting on a filter on her face at all times. And it's almost like the Memoji where it's just in reality, like in real life. So while we were talking about virtual reality last week, Mm. so it's very similar to that where in real life, she's wearing this filter over her face and it almost like is a Snapchat filter where wow. she like becomes like a dog or she can become like a sad emoji. And so it kind of reminds me of that a little bit for some reason where like, obviously a lot of people don't like to be on screen and talking on screen because it's really hard and it can be really daunting and almost we have stage fright. And having that filter is probably really helpful, but it's also where could it be a disconnect for people just seeing a cartoon animation of that person? Yeah, I think it'll totally come down to the person's ability to tell a story just like other forms of content. But I do think it provides a lot of flexibility for those that are creative and also mm-hmm. a way to get in. So like, I think it all depends on on like how it's approached because there are influencers that are created that people follow that have millions of followers and stuff too, right? And they're literally just like a deep fake of, of a different person or a fake person yeah. that they've made. So I could see it's totally hear what you're saying completely. But I think for some people, it could be a great tool. But it'll be interesting to see. We might see some more of those emojis popping up on TikTok. Well, and I guess it's also similar to those robots that are already on Instagram. They're on TikTok like right now. Yeah, 100%. Do you follow any of those? No, no, I don't. Uh, I sometimes get sent them just being like, look at this kind of thing. But I've never never decided to follow one. How about yourself? Actually, that's a lie. I might have followed the fake Tom Cruise one. Have you you seen that one? No, no, I haven't. There's just literally like... I think his handle might even be fake Tom Cruise or something like that. Like, Oh yeah. Okay. I've heard of this before. Yeah. yeah so it's like just a deep fake of uh, so it's not like a, a robot, but it's like a deep fake of uh, Tom Cruise. That's so strange. I know there's one for Margot Robbie too. It's called like not Margot Robbie okay. and it's a deep fake of her. What these, what do these celebrities even think? Do they even know? And can you do a cease and desist on your face? Yeah. That's another thing I was thinking about because if, if not, like if you could get someone to use your likeness and then within a certain parameters and then make them like pay you royalties for that, that could be another yeah. huge additional income stream for somebody could build businesses around that. You know, you know what I mean? And, and for the create, like not to say that Tom Cruise needs any more money, but like, <laughs> but he could, e- he could easily like, that could be another additional income stream where like a lot of times people don't get on there cause they don't want to share their personal stuff. But if someone could yeah. use their likeness to create awesome content, it could be pretty cool, but it's also wildly terrifying. Wildly terrifying and another aspect of like government officials. What if 
somebody yes. did a deep fake of the president or the prime minister or anything like that. And it could, it could cause another war. Yeah, honestly. And I think that's, uh, it's, it's scary because even in mainstream consumer tools, like there is a bit of that ability to come that's around. So for, for editing podcasts, there's a tool called the script. And basically if you talk into the script and give, like you say the script, they can then essentially build an AI version of your voice. So then you could start okay. writing out text documents and it would, it would be your voice. One thing I like that they do is that you can only do it for your voice. Like you can only have the name of the account. Mm. So like I couldn't do that. So say you came on my show, I couldn't then do that to you, <laughs> uh, but I could theoretically do that for me. So these tools are wildly powerful, but there is that fine line of, of ethic, ethics. And then also like, how do you handle this? Right. And so yeah. it'll be interesting to see, but that's one tool that I've, I've used personally, which is Honestly, mind blowing. That's so fascinating, especially with, well, I was just going to say, especially with everything coming out with misinformation. Mm -hmm. So recently, I don't know if you've seen this meta Twitter, I think pretty much every single social media platform they're coming together and going to be signing and bill from the EU, which is like a misinformation act and any information that is posted on social media, they have to take down. But the thing is, it's like, like, what are you identifying as misinformation? How do you identify misinformation? The last time, I'll read this to you. I just saw it today. Last year, Twitter was forced to block hundreds of accounts at the request of the Indian government due to users sharing inflammatory remarks about the Indian prime minister. Mm. And then obviously everything that's happening in Russia, they've banned any non-local social media app. But the other thing is, is that the implementation of these laws to curb misinformation puts the lawmakers in charge of determining which falls under the misinformation banner. And I'm just a crazy amount of power. Like that's absurd. Yeah. I just, I'm not sure how I feel about it because I do like the idea of being able to stop misinformation, mm. but also algorithms are to blame for misinformation. How are we to know that the government is actually telling us the truth with certain information? And does this kind of fall back on, the First Amendment, obviously this is just in America, I'm thinking that, but obviously yeah. this is for the EU, but isn't freedom of speech part of the world? I know that most countries have freedom of speech. Yeah, that, no, that, that's that's crazy to think about because it is such a gray area. And we've obviously seen the influence that social can have and, and fake news was made famous. Uh, and it's a very much a real thing, but it, freedom of speech is obviously something that I think that should be protected. And, and on the note of crazy laws that are potentially being passed, is, have you heard of Bill C-11 in Canada? No, what's happening there? This is actually like truly insane. And this is why I'm oh, trying God. to like move from Canada. <laughs> like it's this kind of stuff. It's, it's insane. So Bill C-11 oh, no. would, it's a broadcasting act that basically it would make so that all streaming platforms and social media platforms can only distribute Canadian enough content. And it, so first of what? all, what is Canadian enough? Like, do I have to be wearing a freaking Mountie hat with maple syrup. Yeah. Like, is that what's, is that Canadian enough? <laughs> Who knows? And then, so you'll, and if you're in Canada, you'll only be seeing Canadian content. So for Canadian content creators, like that creates a whole big issue. And, and, and for these, like also for consumption, there's a reason why we consume other people's content in Canada. Like, like, especially from like movies and whatnot. And that would mean even Netflix, like streaming platforms. Oh, wow. They want to control it. So it's only Canadian content. And that's currently going through and I, I pray it doesn't get pushed through, but that would be insane. So yeah, it's I've, there's a lot of these things going on where there's a lot of conversations that need to be had. And it, on the surface, I'm sure it's an easy sell because like, oh, like no, it's going to help Canadian media companies and all this stuff. But 
I don't know. I'm a big believer in the free market. Like the, the market dictates what's the best. Yeah. And also it's just, it kind of pushes people to not want to do these things. And I mean, people talk about how patriotic America is all the time. Well, that feels like a very (laughs) next level of patriotism. Yeah. Where it's just like, oh, Canada. Yeah, I don't even think it's about that because as a Canadian, I wouldn't say we have much patriotism because we're such a melting pot and we are even more so as time goes on because our biggest population increase for the past few decades has always been immigration. So like what it's, what it means to be Canadian is constantly changing. So I don't think, I don't think this is a patriotism move. I I don't, I think it's more of a control move than anything else. Mm. Uh, Obviously I'm not a political expert, so don't don't quote me here, but it just, (laughs) it gets, it gives me more of that vibe. And as a creator who, who is from Canada and creates typically in Canada, it's definitely a crazy thing that I just don't see. So what would happen if you're not creating quote unquote enough Canadian content? So that's, I need to, I do need to do some more research here. So I don't know if that just limits who, like the Canadians that would see it or in terms of my just distribution, like everywhere. I don't, it would be very, very mm. strange. And they, they would also even for the platforms that don't oblige, they'd get fined by the government. So say YouTube was like, no, we're not doing that. The Canadian government would then fine YouTube. So it's like, okay, then at what point oh, wow. do they keep like allowing us to have access to YouTube? Like all these, all of these different yeah. things, there's such a can of worms here. But yeah, I definitely need to do a little bit more research into it because it impacts me personally. But it's, yeah. I, I know it's crazy because <laughs> the, the, the breakdowns that I've watched on YouTube from a few lawyers, it's pretty insane. That's, yeah, that's wild. I have never, obviously I need to get out of my own little bubble of what content I consume, especially since I've never even heard that. But it's wild just, I mean, obviously social media has only been around for up to what, like 15 years at this point. It's still very, very new. And just the laws around it are still so new and ever-changing and ever-developing. I'm not sure if you've heard this, but here in the UK, there is a law basically for hate speech online. Okay. And I know we've talked about like freedom of speech and all that kind of stuff online, but this man, he tweeted not a very nice thing about a veteran here in the UK, and he actually got arrested for his tweet. And he admitted that he was drunk and that he immediately regretted what he said. And he deleted it within 10 minutes of tweeting it. But he still got arrested. And I think he got fined with basically had to do community work for 100 hours or something. But it's very interesting just how the laws keep like they're changing, obviously. And we're still trying to learn where were the murky gray areas when it comes to being online and what you say online and where where do we go from here? It's still one of those things that's still very new. And I just don't know where the gray areas are and how far do we go from one side to the other? And do we think that from something that you tweeted online, should you be arrested for that? Yeah, that's crazy. One thing that kind of connects into that is how like it's a, it was such a huge thing for whenever something great happened for people. Like I found this a lot because I watch sports a lot, but when someone would get drafted, it was a thing where people would go through their old tweets from like when they were 11 or 12 years old and then yeah. use that as ammunition ammunition to like just trash their character. And I think back to some of the things that I tweeted or said when I was 12 or 13, I think about what was even yeah. acceptable. Like you're right. It's so new. Things are changing so often. So that is, yeah, it's such a weird game to be played because what's such a huge part of our life now didn't even exist when the laws were created. Well, and so many kids are growing up online now. Mm. And 
I feel like an old person saying, all these kids, they're just growing up on the internet. <laughs> on the internet. And I would have hated growing up. Yeah. <laughs> but I do think I'm I'm 30 and I grew up obviously with like dial up internet and social media still hadn't been a thing yet. So I did have that weird in-between phase of, yes, I had a computer. Yes, I had chat rooms and things like that. But we didn't have Facebook. We didn't have Instagram. We don't have TikTok. We're not, we weren't exposing ourselves on like to ridicule online at such a young age. And now it feels like you can't even step out of line even a little bit when you're growing up right now because it's always being documented. It is, it's crazy and definitely makes you have to, to stay on your toes because e- even if you delete something after the fact, like it's never gone. And with screenshots, no. if you say anything out, yeah. out, of, out of line, <laughs> people are screenshotting that as, as soon as possible. So yeah, it's definitely, it's, it is kind of scary for, I would say people who are wildly impressionable and young. And so I, I think that my future children, I, I don't, I don't think I'll <laughs> give them access to a smartphone for a long time. And they'll, isn't it funny because you're a social media person? Like that's your your job is social media, and you're saying this. Yeah, hundred percent. But I also know how impressionable <laughs> the majority of kids are, and just like how easy it is to make a mistake that, as we're mentioning here, could never go away. Right. So yeah, I don't care if they hate me. They're they're not getting a smartphone <laughs> for a long time, and that's uh, that's final. Yeah. Well, there's. I don't know if you've read this book. It's called "So You've Been Publicly Shamed" by John Ronson. No. It's incredible. It's such a good book. But basically, he interviews the one of the first women or the first person, basically, to ever get incredibly publicly shamed on Twitter. Okay. She wrote a very derogatory kind of racist tweet. And she got on the plane, tweeted this thing about how... I'm, I don't even want to repeat it. Basically, it was just not a great okay. tweet. And she lands in South Africa. That's where she's from. So she was on like a 12-hour flight. So turned her phone off after she tweeted it. Doesn't even think about the tweet because she only had 200 followers on Twitter. And when she lands, she had all of this hate in her inbox, people calling her racist, calling, saying that she needs to get fired. Within the 12 hours of her being on the plane, people had contacted her job. So she immediately got fired when she landed. There are thousand well I say thousands there were at least like 50 to 100 people at the airport when she landed filming her and just capturing her reaction to everything opening her phone reading all of this hate that was spilled to her like all the text messages that she was getting people were filming this when she landed and so he interviews her 10 years on and was like how did this affect your life and she's like, I've never had social media ever again. I had to basically change my name, like all of this stuff, because she made a random one-off comment, not thinking about yeah. it. And so there's just like that whole thing of being like, what can you say online? Mm. And just being really careful about your entire personality online, because you can say something thinking it's just a funny joke or just like funny to you. And you only have like so many followers and then look at this. Yeah. It can spiral. Yeah, I think a good rule of thumb is just if you if you wouldn't post it knowing your grandma would see it or your grandpa would see it, then you probably shouldn't <laughs> post it, right? And I think that's a, a yeah. good rule of thumb that'll probably keep you out of trouble for the most part. But that that is insane. I see even it's crazy now because like I saw this this video the other day where this girl was working out in the gym and she was filming herself. And so she was 
like, try, like she was filming herself doing workouts, but it was really, I think she was more so trying to get views for her TikTok. And she had seen that TikToks of people calling out, getting uh, those people that were looking at them in the gym. So basically like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, what are you staring at kind of stuff? Have done really well. Yeah, yep. So she basically tried to manufacture this situation. And it's, it's definitely oh, for no. the views because you can see how everything happened. It just wasn't, yeah. it seemed so forced. And like, that's a dangerous game that is played too because she, she's literally for clout trying to shame people in the gym because she has seen it be successful before. So it is this really, really crazy thing of you to think about what you're posting. Then also, I think almost more importantly, like why are you posting this, right? Because yeah. I'm sure in her mind, she convinced herself that it was just to like- A funny thing. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. But it's like- if, if Get some views. Exactly, yeah. I'm sure that was the, the main driver of it, but- not you don't want all views and you don't want the it's, it's never worth it for stuff like that because now she's getting roasted in the fitness community absolutely because she they literally tried, she tried to entrap these guys from across the gym and it was just she was really really rude about it all and it wasn't justified it was pretty insane but that kind of stuff happens all the time and when people start hating on someone that stuff spreads so fast just like you said this the pile oh, it's on. crazy because they start like sending it to all yeah. their friends are so emotionally charged and i always say this this one line where emotion creates motion and especially from anger or frustration, like that spreads like wildfire. So you definitely have to be conscious about what you're posting, which can be scary. But if you just listen to the, the grandpa, grandma rule, you're, you're probably okay. <laughs> Talking about like the grandma, grandpa rule, I couldn't do it myself because that would not be great. I am from the South. Okay. <laughs> but have you seen Mormon talk? No. Sorry. It's like Mormon mom talk, I think. No, I've never heard of it. Something like that. But there was this whole thing where this group of Mormon moms in Salt Lake City they were really good friends and they all hung out together, did TikTok videos together, had a really huge following because they all have like three kids together yeah. or not together, but they all have three kids separately with their, their marriages. Yeah. And one of the main women, she <laughs> did a TikTok live. And mind you, they post their entire lives on these TikToks. Every single Nothing point of their spare. life, their kids, their marriage. Yeah, exactly. They put everything out there. And one of them... She did a TikTok live and said that three of the marriages, they were all like filing for divorce because they were soft swingers and they did everything but have like penetrative, penetrative sex, I guess. I don't know. But basically, they just like made out with each other in the room with their spouses. But she's doing this all on a live. Wait, wait, wait. she's live streaming this? Live streaming, talking about this and how one of them went too far and that's why they were getting a divorce because they didn't do whatever they were doing in the room with their spouse and does this whole live. And all these people are just like, what is happening? And commenting and they're spreading it. And so she gets an influx of followers, obviously, yeah. because people are wondering what's going on. But it's like even that to me is just fascinating because I'm like, is this all a marketing ploy? Is this? just you putting your life out there that you have so much of your life out there already that you need to share this and you're going to admit everything that you've mm -hmm. done. It's, I find the idea of just social media in general. So interesting the way it's evolved from 2010, 11 years later, yeah. and it's evolved into sharing every single aspect of your life online. Yeah, I think, I think having boundaries is definitely a, a good idea, but people are rewarded for not having boundaries. Just like the example that you said, rewarded in terms of metrics right like we're all yeah. we're all naturally nosy so when someone starts sharing something that's out of the norm like this example you just shared like i've never heard anything like that in my life i don't really watch much reality tv so that probably helps but but like that's just stuff's crazy because it is interesting and we're all naturally very very curious and so 
it's 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 a trap because people are addicted to these numbers, especially if this is something they're trying to build a career around. So stuff like that goes. Yeah. They're like subconsciously motivated to do it. I think it ties exactly into why the the previous example of the girl trying to entrap a guy for looking at her. Like it's the same sort of premise. Like they know that it's gonna travel, or once it does, they're like, whoa, I'm on to something yeah. here. I gotta double down <laughs> on it. So it's a crazy world that we live in with the social. And, and I, I'm really curious to see how laws grow as these platforms just become like the, the thing, right? Where like a lot of these yeah. laws, again, they're, they're, they just haven't caught up to even the internet, let alone social. So it's, it's, no. it's, it's a wild time. <laughs> and I think there's going to be a ton of legislative change in the next five, 10 years that hopefully can make social a better and a safer place. But who knows? We'll see. Yeah. I just, I'm curious about for you, like, what do you think is going too far? Like, obviously the gym thing was a little too far for this woman, but is there anything that you're just like, no, this is like a hard boundary. I, I think it's such a, a personal thing. I've always been a really, yeah. really open individual in general. So, so I think the only two things that you'd want to really consider is like your comfort and then also like what's safe, like what's safe for you, right? I, I think once you start yeah. thinking about even potentially compromising safety, I think I would never go that far. So like sharing like super personal details about like your address and stuff. Like I think that's just common yeah. sense. Don't, don't do that. <laughs> and then I also think for... I kind of have an issue for people who like forcefully share like a lot of their kids. Like I don't, I don't like teach yeah. their own. And I think there's a right and a wrong way to do it. But like, I think a lot of people who are like using their kids for clout. Like I don't, I don't love that, but everyone, obviously you're the parent, you parent how you wish. That, that, but that's probably the only Absolutely. two lines that I would draw is keeping myself safe. And then for future children, I, unless they really want to be on there and they're old enough to actually have a, a conscious decision <laughs> around that, then I probably wouldn't share much of them. Yeah. There's a guy on TikTok who actually, there is a video of a duck in a car Okay. and it's, I think it's like a six second video yeah. and you see the duck in a passenger seat and you kind of can see outside the window a bit when they're driving, but that's it. Okay. And this, you or he was a TikToker. He breaks down exactly how a stalker could figure out the exact location of where that duck in the passenger seat was driving. Wow, that's crazy. And within, I think it, obviously the video, I think it was only maybe like three minutes long. He breaks it completely down. He finds the license plate. He finds like outside the window, there was like a car passing and he pauses it for, to like figure out which license plate it was and which street it could have been on and breaks it all down. And it's just it's wild because people can very easily and very quickly find you just with little bitty things that you share online. Yes, 100%. And I think the the mainstream isn't aware of how easy it actually is. And I have a story that it's too long to share on this episode, but basically how I found someone who was trying to catfish me like th through like <gasps> online tools. And so like I can, I've lived it. Per Catfishing? Yes. I've, I've lived this personally of uh, so it's a, it's a very juicy story, but it's, it's gotta be like its own episode because it was crazy. And, oh and they God. did it to the, the worst possible person. Like I w live and breathe the internet and social. So I was able to like track them down, <laughs> but like, even anybody with a bit of any internet savvy whatsoever could have done the same thing. And when I, when I found out the person, like I knew them personally and they were like so blown away that I had found them. And I was like, wasn't that hard. That, that's a crazy thing is okay. that if you ever try to do this stuff, like people can and will catch you. So it's like be conscious yeah. of what you're posting. Okay. I like, I watched catfish last night because it's one of my favorite, ep like my favorite yeah. shows. So I need to know this. So we have to talk about this next yes, week. Yes, no, I, I'm, I'm more than happy to share. It's, it's probably, the, like, I have a ton of crazy stories in my life and this is probably the top craziest one. I cannot yeah. wait. 
I am so excited for next week just to hear about your catfish. Yeah, no, I've, I've, I've actually it. never shared it publicly. So this will be the first time. So this is the, the oh. inside scoop. I'll probably share it on other socials later because it is a nuts story. But uh, but we're <laughs> for uh, Talk Social to me, you're getting the, the inside scoop, the, the exclusive. Blessed. We are blessed. All right. Well, thank you so much again, Ben, for always being my wonderful co-host. Lovely, lovely Ben. That's it. That's it. I appreciate you for having <laughs> That's me. That's the title. <laughs> yeah, I will only, go, I will only uh, respond from here on out as to lovely Ben. So if you refer me anything else, it's not me. <laughs> it's just lovely That's Ben. It. Well, please follow us over on Instagram. We are at flick.hashtags on Instagram. And please follow us on TikTok. We are at flick.social. And Ben does all the greatest TikToks and talks about how to grow your Instagram and how to grow TikTok and just does some great memes over there. Yeah, we'll be sharing a lot more funny stuff too and and hanging out. And as soon as we get to 1,000, I'll be going live every single week. We just passed 500, so the the march is on. We're getting there soon. And then once that happens, (laughs) we can take this to a whole nother level to start hanging out live every single week. So definitely go follow us there. And also the YouTube channels has a ton of great information too. So if you just type in Flick uh, on YouTube, you're going to find a whole lot of videos of, of, of awesome stuff so go ahead and subscribe there too yeah and please follow us on our newsletter as well it is talk social to me i mean you can i can't tell you what to do either way but i'm pretty funny yes. on there yeah. no she's being wi- <laughs> do what you want she's being wildly <laughs> modest there so that that is a, a poppin <laughs> newsletter so do not sleep on that if, if you if you enjoy this show you will adore that newsletter so go ahead and do the do the right thing well now that i'm blushing <laughs> we should probably end this. we'll call it there so <laughs> All right. Well, we will see you next week or talk to you next week. Talk soon. Bye. Bye.